0: I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. I would also like to thank our podcast sponsor, Guarantee Commercial Title. Guarantee offers a new platform for the delivery of services based on the expertise and ingenuity of a visionary team of title professionals that identifies obstacles and creates solutions that result in a successful sale construction, or financing of commercial real estate. To learn more, visit Guaranteetitle.net. Amy Frederick-Gill brings ample experience to her new role as Senior Director of Sustainability at WSB, a Twin Cities-based provider of engineering, planning, environmental, and construction services. Most recently, she was Managing Director of the Sustainable Growth Coalition, a Minneapolis based nonprofit that works with public, private, and nonprofit clients on everything from clean air and water initiatives to sustainable landscaping. As a go to expert on sustainability and resiliency, Frederick Gill has supported the Minnesota Association of Cooperatives, Midwest Renewable Energy Tracking System Incorporated, and Excel Energy Initiatives, and has testified before the legislature on clean energy and climate issues. In the following interview, Frederick Gill talks with reporter Brian Johnson about her duties with WSB, her previous work with public and private sector clients, and what communities are looking for on the sustainability front.
1: Thank you, Amy. Amy Frederick Gill is joining us today. She's the new uh, recently joined WSB as their senior director of sustainability. Um, She joins the firm's Golden Valley office where she will lead WSB's renewables and resiliency strategy. Um, thanks for thanks for checking in, Amy. How are you doing today?
2: Well, great to talk to you, Brian. Good morning, and thanks so much for the opportunity to connect. I'm I'm looking forward to our conversation. I'm doing well here in our Golden Valley office this morning.
1: Is there uh, anyone else joining you in the office? Or is it pretty empty there?
2: It's. Per- pretty quiet. I was here on Monday as well, and there was, you know, kind of typical Monday, a uh, little more hustle and bustle and everybody masked up and, um, but some folks out in the field as well, but a lot of our team members are at home, as you would imagine.
1: Yeah, I've been at home as well now since March, I want to say, almost a year now, so I'm kind of yeah. settling into this. It's, it's actually not too bad. <laughs>
2: Right. Getting all this, you know, we've had gotten our systems in place now pretty well for 11 months. So, yeah, it's interesting to come up on the year.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so um, just, I guess I was wondering if you could talk uh, a little bit. First of all, when did you join WSB? Um, what was your first actual day on the job?
2: It was just Monday. So this is day five.
1: Oh, Wow. So really new, uh, are you starting to get settled in or how's it going so far?
2: It's going great. This is, it's been such a warm welcome here at WSB and from you know most people working from home, like we were saying, but just all of the different onboarding, getting to know so many people and talking to them and learning about their work and perspectives and just a great, it's a, it's a really great team and a real um, collegial atmosphere. So I, I couldn't be happier.
1: Okay. Well, I was wondering if you could just maybe expand a little bit on your specific job duties there. Um, I, I read in your bio that of course you'll be leading the renewables and resiliency strategy. Um, what, what are we talking about there and what's, what are some of the specific things you'll be working on?
2: Sure, great question. Well, in terms of context for my role, I thought I could share a bit about our company. Mm -hmm. WSB is a design and consulting firm specializing in engineering, community planning, environmental and construction services. Our mission is to build what's next in infrastructure for the places, spaces and systems that support our lives. So we're dedicated to the value of strong relationships, collaboration and forward thinking ideas to discover creative solutions that look beyond the needs of today to the opportunities of tomorrow. So we're a really valuable partner helping our clients accomplish their goals. And I'm just looking forward to hitting the ground running. And so in terms of what, what will I be doing, like you asked, I will be building on really the years WSB has been delivering sustainable solutions such as water reuse, stormwater and flood management, municipal resiliency and comprehensive planning, smart cities approaches, materials design, and renewable energy, just to name a few of our current capabilities. Sustainability is a long-term goal for WSB as many of our clients are prioritizing resiliency. And we know we will continue to see a demand for sustainable approaches and initiatives in the future. So I'll be working with my colleagues across the company to continue to build alignment and synchronize across service areas because of the multidisciplinary nature of sustainability. So I'll lead the development of strategy and execution of WSP's renewables, resiliency and broader sustainability markets to benefit our clients. And our clients, you know, they're really facing complex infrastructure challenges, so we work to find innovative and sustainable solutions to serve their needs not only today but into the future. Mm -hmm. and
1: you work uh, do a lot of work in the transportation sector correct
2: yes WC has a very long rich history and in many transportation capabilities and quite a legacy there
1: yeah and I think that's interesting because when people talk about sustainability it's it's easy to get that in terms of a building and you know energy efficiency and things of that nature how do you talk about sustainability and resiliency in the context of the transportation sector? Can you talk about that a
2: little bit? Sure. Well, the thing that's really interesting about sustainability is it's kind of inherently multidisciplinary, worked across systems. People talk about environmental, economic, and social aspects of sustainability and how, you know, it really weaves together systems from our energy systems, our water systems, our transportation systems, as you mentioned, the, mm. the economy, the, uh, you know, the food and agriculture systems, all of the different systems that tie together, including public services. And so there's a lot of, you know, really interesting work going on in transportation from here at WD working on autonomous vehicles, which are closely connected to electric vehicles, which is a real uh, growth area, of course, and lots of interesting work getting done there, um, looking at, you know, from light, medium, and heavy-duty vehicles, but uh, there's, there's definitely a lot of interesting work getting done in the field of transportation that ties to the broader energy field, but not just energy, mobility, community planning, which is a core capability for WSB as well, thinking about what do our communities need long-term and how we can help them develop their long-term comprehensive plans. Many of those include a sustainability aspect, which can include transportation, as well as other things that they're looking at in the environmental field as well. Mm -hmm. And
1: even how the roads are paved and built, uh, there's certainly a connection there on the sustainability side, correct?
2: Absolutely. There's, you know, I was actually reading recently some some interesting research on, you know, reducing uh, greenhouse gas emissions by certain uh, applications that can be used in in the construction of roads. And so I know there's a lot of thought leaders uh, looking at how we can, you know, try pilot projects and try, you know, different, different applications. And of course, being able to scale, learn, iterate, adapt. I've just been really. Impressed in my uh, whole whole four days here at WSB with the learning culture that we have, and just the taking a look at you know what have we learned from this project or the initiative? How can we iterate and adapt from that, and then and then scale up uh, if if something works, or if we want to try something different to have, get to a different outcome or result based on the needs of our clients.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if we could back up a little bit and just talk about some of your previous experience. I'm just reading your your bio here. Um, I understand you were recently the managing director of the Sustainable Growth Coalition at the Environmental Initiative, a Minneapolis-based nonprofit. And uh, throughout your career, you've worked, uh, supported the Minnesota Association of Cooperatives, Midwest Renewable Energy Tracking System, Inc, and XL Energy. Um, Wonder if you could talk a little bit about some of those experiences. You have a, a, a pretty uh, impressive background in both public and uh, nonprofit sector, uh, now with WSB, of course. Um, can you talk a little bit about your career journey and how you got to where you are today?
2: You bet. Thanks. I've worked in the public sector, the private sectors, and in many different industries, especially looking at complex multidisciplinary challenges that require a lot of collaboration, creativity and innovation. So I've done a lot of stakeholder collaboration and bringing together diverse perspectives to really learn from each other and get to a different outcome that we wouldn't have necessarily gotten to if we hadn't learned from each other and heard those different perspectives. I've uh, worked in a lot of different regions and nationwide here in Minnesota and of course in the Upper Midwest as well. I've uh, done work um, in policy and government affairs in the public sector at the state and federal level, including uh, some time out in Washington DC on the hill and, and going to grad school. Um, but I've really what I' what I started really with an approach on market based drivers for renewable energy almost. 25 years ago now, in, in uh, 1996, when I was just wrapping up my undergraduate thesis on, on renewable energy and, and economics in the markets for renewables. And I really focused first on policy, but then over time, I've realized that there's no one-size-fits-all approach that's going to meet the needs of any given challenge for any stakeholder. And so what I, I've really learned to expand my own solution set and be creative and innovative, and really just understand the drivers for what, you know, the end goal, uh, the outcomes that we're going for, whether it's societal goals, business goals, communities goals, and understanding that things are connected to so many different systems and aspects of society. And so how do we understand the inputs and the outputs and all the related variables so that we aren't surprised when we don't get the outcomes that we're looking for? And so just really kind of using a systems approach simply. And then, you know, I think one of the things that WSB is so good at is really listening to the needs of communities, stakeholders, businesses, and others, you know, impacted by decisions or various approaches and tailoring the approaches to meet their needs. So that's a lot of what I've done and weaving together work with. Different industries. I've worked with trade associations. I've worked with nonprofits, um, the power company, uh, different business models. I've worked with electric co-ops and investor-owned utilities. And so I think, you know, I think the world's a better place when people just really learn from each other and understand different perspectives. So I've I've kind of made it a point in my career to, to do that by understanding the different perspectives that stakeholders have. And so I hope to bring all
1: of that to bear to benefit the clients here at WSB. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I wonder if you could maybe, maybe talk a little bit more about that too. And um, I guess I'm interested in knowing kind of how, how you how you work with your clients to meet their needs and, and sort of take them maybe to that next step. And, and you know, what's what's the next frontier? I guess in in your sector and in, in renewables and, um, you know kind of where do we go from here?
2: Well sure yes so you know if 2020 and already into 2021 had taught us anything it's that life life is uncertain and so with those unknowns the future being unknown I think that you know we have a unique opportunity here at WSB and things that I was thinking a lot about, you know, in 2020 as well is just, you know, how do we have be stayed really nimble and learn and adapt and iterate here at WSB, you know, taking innovative approaches to solving infrastructure challenges. And, you know, we know the, the reason I'm here in part is because we know that many communities are looking to sustainable solutions to help solve their challenges. And like we were talking about earlier, there's really no silver bullet um, or, you know, one way to to solve solve everything. And so it's really just starting with understanding what the goals are of a community. And we talked about the multidisciplinary nature of, of sustainability. You know, my role and what I'm already observing here in four days at WSB is so much collaboration across teams and whether it's, you know, municipal team and the transportation team or natural resources, landscape architecture, you name it, really reaching across and collaborating with peers and not having, you know, false silos that are going to prevent that collaboration on behalf of the client, which I know for me is something that I know I'll really be leaning into and, and leveraging all of that collaboration. Um, the, you know, one thing that is, you know, your question, where, where do we go from here? There's a lot, so much interest right now in sustainability, and climate plans, Uh, things are moving really quickly in this field in terms of approaches for that. The the drivers that I learned in my last role and working with Fortune 500 companies and public sector leaders on corporate sustainability is that they say there's three drivers for sustainability, and those are customers, investors, and employees. And of course, those Stakeholder sets look different for whatever entity we are working with, but I, I really found that to be true just day in and day out because of the business case for sustainability. And, you know, it's, it's getting to be a pretty long list for, for the business case, ranging from cost and risk reduction to hiring top talent. That's uh, something that keeps coming up more and more often. I'm finding getting into new markets, products and services. Of course, with COVID, creating jobs and economic development and recovery with the pandemic is so important. And, you know, just really supporting having healthy communities, equitable communities, working on disparities, and just keeping our region really strong. So that is just some of the items that I hear a lot on the business case for sustainability. And, you know, we here at WSB, you know, help our clients advance those goals day in and day out. We have a really strong municipal team that for years has been working with clients to conduct comprehensive plans. Many of those have sustainability aspects to them. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, we're seeing an uptick in the demand and the interest. Some of the other drivers that I think are, you know, on the, on the horizon or already moving with a fair amount of momentum in the sustainability field are as we talked about earlier the systems approach and what we what we mean by that is you know the energy system the water system the transportation system food and egg like we were talking about earlier and i think what's really exciting is there's these win-win-wins everywhere when you start to combine those multiple value streams so for example we've had a number of clients where we've helped conduct some pretty significant water reuse in in golf courses. I'll take several golf courses that we've worked with to up to 60% water reduction. And this is really exciting because when you reduce water, you reduce your energy use. So both the water conservation and energy conservation reduce costs, reduce risk, reduce your footprint, and the list goes on and on. So it's a win-win-win, just depending on really almost any Perspective, and so those multi, leveraging those multiple value streams for communities or businesses is, in my observation, the last couple of years a lot of what's what's driving things. And then in the last year, with so much interest in um, kind of what uh, thought leaders call ESG—environmental, social, and governance—with weaving in broader societal goals that communities are pursuing. This could be um, addressing disparities and building community-based assets. I know here at WSB, we're really proud of a program that we have called Opportunity Plus to help advance workforce development for people of color. And so more broadly, you know what's happening with these ESG uh, efforts, as um, they're referred to, especially in the, in the corporate world, you're able to leverage multiple goals, multiple systems, and have just even more value for your investments in those initiatives.
1: A lot going on there. It's good to hear that you're moving forward with that. Um, so what, uh, you've covered a lot of ground there, um, and anything anything else you wanna expand on or kind of any, any sure. near-term
2: or long-term projects? Sure. You know, um, th- thanks for asking, Brian. Um, one one thing that I think is really important when you're innovating on, on, on new ideas and new challenges, because especially I've come uh, from working a lot in the energy industry in the last decade, and things are happening so quickly in the energy industry. And so to stay nimble and adapt and iterate, oftentimes you know you'll you'll try pilot projects, you'll try things in a smaller scale just to learn and, and iterate. And so that scalability is really important, not only because the, the client or the stakeholders you, you're working with have different needs, but also it's less risky if you start smaller up front. And so what, what we were actually talking here just in the office this, this week about the scalability we have on solar. So we have done small solar uh, work looking at the, the top of buildings which is quite small to, um, uh, 500 megawatts. And so everything in between, you know, one to 500 megawatts, that's, that's quite a a breadth there of ability to really scale up and look at different applications for the energy needs of a community or any any client really. And so that's really important when you're in a space, instead of, um, you know, being too rigid with any solutions that you can really have a lot of tools in your toolbox, which is, um, you know, really important at this time and just not having all of your, your eggs in one basket, which is why you see a lot of uh, companies and communities looking at solar, other energy types, and uh, just knowing that you can uh, be ready for all types of contingencies. That's something that I've observed here with our various services that we provide for our clients is that we're, we do lots of contingency planning and, and we don't know what the future will hold. And so whether it's in A municipal comprehensive plan looking out it could be decades uh to uh, any other service it's nice to say okay so what if this happens what if that happens and be able to uh explore what some of those solution sets might look like
1: yeah i guess one last thing i'm curious how much skepticism you run into with with the clients or people you work with and uh, you know are we past the point where people are wondering, I mean, it's still kind of hard to believe that people ask in this day and age, well, how can wind energy work when the wind's not blowing, or how does solar work when the sun's not shining? Like Kind of those same old cliches, but do you still run into some of those headwinds? No pun intended.
2: Well, there's, <laughs> no pun intended, Ray, uh, you know, there's, As I mentioned, this is just a really quickly changing field. And so from when I worked for the power company to co-ops, there's just lots of great minds taking a look at, okay, so what did, nothing ever works perfectly. And, and so what did we learn and kind of that scalability theme that we were talking about earlier, you know, so what worked in these instances, or if we, you know, are in a certain part of the country and we experience different conditions, how can we plan for that? Um, and so just being ready to try and iterate and knowing that, like we were talking about earlier, having the diversity of options and not having all of your eggs in one basket. So having any number of fuel types ready to go or battery backup, things like that are the types of things where, uh, thanks to costs coming down, we're able to explore new options and and maybe it's a pilot project. Here and there. But you know, we talk about try and fail faster uh in a lot of different fields. And so when you when you have something that you're you're not sure about, how how will this work? Um, let's 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 do a pilot project and and see w- how it works in certain conditions, and then can we apply that in a different region or in a different industry? Or what does that mean for a different technology, or if we layer in other types of technologies, So I think in the energy field, that's a lot of what you see happening and in every you know, load is different. Every community or stakeholder is different, and so just having the ability to to try some new things in a quickly changing field, I think, is really important.
1: Mm, yeah, great points. Well, um, well, thanks. Thanks again. As I, I, really enjoyed our conversation, um, and um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. But uh, uh, if there's, uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. But um, I, 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 like I said, you covered a lot of ground there, so I really
2: appreciate it likewise no i'm just we're just really excited to have the conversation as well and i would say here on day five I'm happy to as things unfold here and we continue to learn and grow and expand capabilities for our clients and just be part of the broader uh, kind of thought leader space be happy to talk again down the road and we can update you on what we've learned and what we're up to so let's stay in the loop
1: absolutely let's do that and Thanks again for your time and good luck with your new job. And uh, yeah, take care.
2: Thanks, Brian. Have a good day.
0: Thank you for listening. And please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shatler, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.